Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back home to the third annual collection of 31 amazing horror films. We lovingly called the Halloween Screamathon. Yes, it's the third annual. We are here. I'm so excited. I'm your host, Otis, and this is the first episode of this year, the third annual. God damn it, I'm so excited. Welcome to season three of Allentown Presents. Yes, season three, y'all. And we went with a scary movie, a horror movie near and dear to my heart. So last year we did Exorcist, the beginning. It was one of Katie's absolute favorites. And the first year of the podcast, I did Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. It's, uh, it's up there. That's in my top 10. I love Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So I went with that. But this year, for year three, I chose the movie Candyman. Uh, for the reason of I love this movie, another reason, they made a part two. A, well, they already made a sequel a long time ago, but it ain't that good. But they actually made one, and it's actually doing great. So I'm very happy. Jordan Peele's involved with it. Uh, has a female director. And so I'm very pumped to see that. And we'll actually go over that very soon down the road. But we actually went with Candyman. So if you don't know anything about this, it's actually a Clive Barker short story. So Go figure, something that's actually from a book I actually really love. But it's from a collection called The Books of Blood. Hey, Otis, this sounds really familiar. Yeah, the first year, I think it's episode nine, when I did Meet Night, The Midnight Meat Train. That's that movie, which is really good. That's another Clyde Barker short story. And it's not in the same collection with uh, The Hellbound Heart or Hellraiser, but it's one of Clyde Barker's like most popular stories. Though the original one, is I think the original story is called The Forbidden. Um, yes, The Forbidden. That one's based in England. It's a British, like, scary person, you know, that gets summoned. The director changed it to Chicago in the projects. And so uh, it, it's an absolutely great film. Uh, it touches on, you know, scary stuff like making up evil making a scary person just appear in your restroom when you say his name five times in a the mirror then it brings up race and and just misogynistic situations and there's just so many other things that pop up in horror movies today you know like like with get out very much has an undertone of racism and and stuff like that not even like undertone, undertone. you're funny it's like a hard candy shell <laughs> But this film or like outer tone. Yeah. But this film's made in 92 and they were dealing with all that thing. So there's tons of moments where it's like, oh, you survived this because you are a white lady and you should be very happy with that. But um, it's it's damn good. The music, Philip Glass, uh, he makes good songs uh, on South Park. They make fun of him because his stuff's always like haunting and scary sounding. And so they put a non-denominational Christmas song because everybody was getting uh, offended because when they say Christmas and stuff. And so Philip Glass made this song and it sounds like a song from this movie and all the kids uh, are just in black outfits spinning in circles. <laughs> so they didn't offend How anybody. fitting. Yeah, just happy, happy, happy. Everybody just happy. But no, the music's great. The, this is Tony Todd. So if you know me and I bring this up anytime I see Tony Todd in a film, He's in the Final Destination films. He's that creepy black dude that tells them like, hey, death's gonna get you. And he's just he's got a, a mortician. Yeah, just 
creepy dark voice and he's like hey you fucked up <laughs> and he's you fucked up you fucked up right and he was in the hatchet films until he got his spine ripped out but he oh, was, that was <laughs> and he was in that and he's like a, a cool voodoo man with the wiggly fingers and just being awesome uh he tried to fight victor crowley and victor crowley fucked him up proper so um he is awesome a very awesome person i want to get an interview with him i know on cameo you, if you give him money not a lot honestly but he will talk to you just for a while and just talk about things i just want to sit down and talk with tony todd i just feel that i will just freak out and not be able to like process my words there's a few people We'd have to do it together yeah there's a few people so in this world where I could not mentally be ready for it. Like Bruce Campbell. If I got to sit down with Bruce Campbell, I would have to have somebody else with me so I could just stay on track because I'd be so starstruck and happy that I would just sit and smile. Because <laughs> when <laughs> something really good happens to me, I just sit and smile. and I'm like, I'm good. I don't have to say or do anything right now. So, but no, Tony Todd, absolute treasure. So this film did good financially. I'll, I'll you know, hit a little spoiler out. But this film instantly, later on, got a cult classic following with this. People, especially minorities, Black folk out here, we know it's a movie. We know it's not real. But if you talk to anybody about this film, they are like, nah, I don't play that game. I don't play games like that. I don't say that name in the mirror. We have specifically (laughs) not said Candyman in this house more than five times on any given day. Ever. After a while, I just say that dude or C-Man or just yeah. Tony Todd. I, yep. just, I just go to the I'm not going to lie. I literally went back in my text messages with you guys and I was like, how many fucking times have I said this today? <laughs> <laughs> no, Like it, I had to word it. I had to word it. That's why in that last text message, I was like, I'm ready for this one when you are. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, it came out in 92. So I was five when this came out, but I watched this as a wee one, like legit. So it wasn't, I didn't go, mom didn't drag me to the fucking theater to watch it. No, but she when rented it, it and you watched it. Yeah, when it came out on VHS, like, I was okay. sitting there watching this and I was like, oh, oh God. And it, 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 I was enamored by it because I was like, that's, that's a scary person. It looks like me, you know, it's kind of like the opposite of like, you know, Kids with Black Panther or Shang-Chi. All these <laughs> films are like, this person looks like me, you know. And they're doing good. They're being a hero. Well, not this guy. <laughs> he was looking people in the stomach. I'm saying it's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. But it just, it was mind-blowing to see someone scary and it was black. It was, it's, it's so, it was so mind-blowing then because all the villains, if they weren't white, they usually had a mask or weird skin. But I assume that they're all white and they usually were, honestly. I'm still waiting for a Latino villain. Major well, Latino villain. La La Llorona. That's the only one I got. I mean, yeah, I guess. That's the best one I think I can think of. Yeah. But it's not because it's it's a I don't know. It's like it's a it's a Mexican folktale, but I wouldn't say that the bad guy like looks like me or Oh, I get you. Like there's no connection there it's like she's like a ghost thing yeah <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like if a chupacabra came out you're like eh, it yeah, is, I mean, Spanish, it but, is it's not. but it's not yeah what i really need is like danny trejo like machete to like become a zombie and then just be like jason <laughs> like that's machete machete three the zombification of machete like that's what i need 
Well, I'd watch it. I'd watch the fuck out of it. Danny Trejo as a zombie? Like, yep. Well, the plan for the third movie is he'll be in space, so make it part four. Okay, part four. He comes back from space and he's a zombie. Or the whole world is zombies and he's just fighting zombies. Um, I don't care. I'm down for that, too. I don't care. Just Danny Trejo. So, um, like we did with the... Uh, like What we'll do this year is I'll, I'll ask everybody how they feel about the movie before we get into it and stuff. But uh, I, I'm biased because I love this movie. I know it is not the most spine tingly, freaky out, make you pee yourself. But it's just I love just the theme and the whole like urban legend feel of it. And, you know, when you hear urban legends, you're like, that's not real. And then, you know, but you still don't say the name five times in the mirror. It's I just, still don't stand next to my car door. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to get your tendon cut. Like I'm not getting my Achilles cut. It's just that that feel is, I don't know. It just sticks with me. I love this movie and I love the actor. Virginia Madsen's a mess in this, but you know, someone's got to be a mess to get the story moving. But I, I love it. Absolutely love it. So what'd you what'd you think, Katie? Um this is definitely one of those movies where had there been one other person with us. I would have been yelling at the screen. Um, you know, don't do this, don't do that, don't yeah. don't go that way because there were a lot of mm, bad decisions, I'll say, made oh, yeah. by the main character, as there always is in horror films. You know, it's always someone like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna follow that creepy sound into the forest and see what the fuck made it. Like, no, just like fucking leave. Get in your car, drive away, just pretend like it never happened and be live <laughs> but that never happens in scary movies so me and otis watched this movie it was my first time watching it and i did find myself saying things uh out loud but i wasn't like trying to get a response out of otis at all i was just like god damn it don't do that why 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 would you do that well why why are you going into that crawl space it's a horrible fucking plan and had there been more people it would have gotten hysterical like i couldn't imagine trying to watch this in 1992 in theaters yeah. like it just everybody fucking yelling at the screen like <laughs> don't do this <laughs> like, there's so many just things that happen that the main girl go like does that is just fucking stupid and you're just like girl what what are you doing and maybe it's because I watch a lot of horror films or maybe just because I'm a woman who is alive and knows, you know, don't fucking go places by yourself at night in neighborhoods you don't know. Like, that's not a thing that you should do. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was really good, but I will say not as creepy. Like, not, not, there weren't any jump scares, really. There was like one with the dog. Mm -hmm. um and that was not even like really meant to say it was just like i don't know but it was good i liked it yeah it feels like it's one of the stories that just kind of sticks with you like i said i still don't say the name five times in the mirror because i have no reason to just tempt stuff yeah we're trying really hard not to say it too many times yeah. in this podcast yeah. so. i ain't trying to tempt it so uh emma what'd you think about it um yeah i i yes I did enjoy it. It was a lot. It was freaking me out. All the flashing was a lot because I get over over psyched <laughs> when things start flashing. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I have to pay attention to the flashes like what's happening. 
what's and I'm like holding blankets over my face I'm like nah no and exactly what Katie said uh I was like no thank you no thank you and then when she was on the phone and she started grabbing for the knife I was like bitch last time you held a knife you got caught cutting somebody up that you didn't cut up. Why are you grabbing a knife again? You're setting yourself up for this shit. What's wrong with you? And then when she walked into the bathroom and I was like, what? No, stop. No. Like your first mistake was walking in that door. You gagged and you should have turned around. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Katie, I'd have been right there with you. I'd been yelling at the screen like, wow. Your common sense needed to be checked a little twice. Yep. But no, I liked it. It was a good, it was a good movie. Uh, I'm intrigued for the other parts. Yeah. So I'm here for it. I'm very pumped for the new one because uh, characters in this movie, uh, at least two, well, one person actually comes back from this film and she looks absolutely amazing. I saw her in the trailer and I was like, that looks like the mom from the first one. Wow, she looks great. And um, there's a character, I think the main character, if my guesses are right, I think we saw him in this movie as a mm. wee a wee baby. And so there's- And or a young child. Yeah, it could be either one. So I think there's reasoning and very close connections of why the character in the new one is being bothered by this story so i think he has reasons to be bothered so much by it uh so uh if you don't know anything about candy man it's a story of a graduate student she is studying uh she has a thesis on urban legends and she's studying this story because it's is gripping chicago where she lives and so it seems like it's coming from the suburbs and it's dealing in the projects and so she wants to get a little bit deeper into it and she unwittingly summons the monster well it's been around but she sums it to her specifically because she doesn't believe the legend so yes fuck it let me say this dude's name in the mirror yeah and then it's un- not real and then unfortunately she learns that he is real as fuck and she has to deal with the issues that comes from it a very very cool story if you think about it, it does feel like a short story it moves pretty quick and it feels like like a stephen king short story it's clive barker but it I can feel it when I was watching it again. I was like, "This, yeah, this feels like a short story, but um, it's absolutely great. So uh, like always, we'll get through this story and we'll talk about favorite and least favorite and all that stuff. So like I said, Helen, Helen Lyle, she's studying urban legends with her friend Bernadette. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so she learns about the, yep. the story of Seaman. I'm going to say Tony. So if I'm talking about Kane Man. Willy Wonka. Yeah, <laughs> scary Willy Wonka. You can call him Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> so she's studying about him, and she learns that if you say his name five times in a mirror, it summons him, and he uses his hook hand to just gut you like a fish. Yeah, from your belly button all the way to your throat. Yeah. Well, he, very specific. Yeah. He says from, from your belly button from to, your gut to, your, to your, your gullet. Yeah, to yeah. your gullet. That's such a good way of saying it. So um, she learns that someone was murdered uh, in the this project, Cabrini Green housing project. And so she learns from two of the um, uh, janitors at the school she she's at that some lady got murdered and everyone says that evil Willy Wonka did it. And so she heads to the project with her friend Bernadette 
and they actually filmed at the Cabrini Green project. And they actually got a, they set up a truce with the gangs that lived in there that they wouldn't cause any issues while they were filming the movie. Uh, only on the last day, uh, a gunshot hit one of the vans. But besides that, no one was bothered. And all they had to do was get the gang members in the movie as like bit parts. And so the people you see, they're like, where are you going, baby? Hey, what are you doing? Those are gang members. They just wanted to be in the movie. So they're like, hey, man, we'll get you in the movie. We'll pay you some money. Just make sure we don't, you know, nothing happens. They're like, okay, I'm going to fuck a movie. I can tell people I was in a scary movie. So uh, don't take much to get people happy and get them moving. So they actually find the the house or the the apartment room that the lady got murdered in. And it looks rough in there. And it's been ransacked and gone through and things have been taken. And they actually find behind the mirror, uh, it's a hole. And so there's a trap hole, not even a trap door, a trap hole behind the medicine cabinet. You know what's horrific is that like last year or something during COVID, a girl in New York or something like fucking found a, this, this similar situation in her apartment. Oh, Like yeah. her tiny apartment. And she like noticed that her mirror was loose and she pulled off her mirror and then fucking crawled through the tiny hole and found like a whole nother apartment that was just empty and like was un- inaccessible, like didn't have doors or anything to the outside world. It was just this big ass extra space. Horrific. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. When and she walked curled through that thing. Hard it immediately made me fucking, think of fucking past. um uh the gallows. Oh yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. Thank you. So it's funny that story, they actually dragged us into the movie because there was actually a killer that did that and found a way to get into an apartment complex and found that he could sneak through people's like medicine cabinets because there was an opening behind him. And that's how he killed people and got away with it for a long time until they caught him. So that's actually a real thing. So Helen crawls through it because she is a insane, a white lady and she's very, very brave for what she's doing. <laughs> she crawls through and she finds a room. You know, times like these, I'm glad to be fat because I <laughs> was looking at her when she was doing that. I was like, I for sure wouldn't fit through that hole. Right. Not that I would ever go through a like yeah. a medicine cabinet hole, but I'm glad I wouldn't have fit because my friends would have been small. like, "Hey, go through that. You're short." I'm nah. No, I'm good. I chief. don't. I'm not gonna fit. I'm good. No, nah, we chief. good. No, nah, chief. I I'll, I'll look from here and just look in. And I would. Look, look I wouldn't even empty. have been in the apartment, honestly. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, so she finds a room where they actually left candy and other presents. Candy with razor blades yeah razor blades so uh they actually left <laughs> gifts for scary willy wonka to i guess make him happy i guess left offerings for him yeah. and there's like a ton of uh like graffiti paintings there's like graffiti painting of him um on the oh, wall the scary that you like come oh, out God. like when you crawl through the hole from the bathroom you come out and you're coming out of his mouth in this giant graffiti mural. Blech. And then there's a whole bunch of other murals on the walls. Oh, yeah. Uh, that tell the tale of him from like how the story originated. Whoa. Yeah. Which was honestly probably my favorite thing in the whole movie was his origin story. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that it, in a second. So creative. Yeah. So Helen, you know, 
gets what she needs and her and Bernadette are leaving and then they get scared by somebody. And so it is uh, the neighbor of Ruthie Jean. That's the lady that got gutted <laughs> in there. And so they meet Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie McCoy. And so she tells them that's that, a jump scare right there when the dog fucking yeah jumps out. And so <laughs> she she tells a story that she heard a lot of screaming and and then just something happened. She's like someone got over there and killed her. And so they talk and she's a very nice lady and they bring up the fact like oh are you here to do a story about how we're all like on drugs and all gangbangers? Like no, there's good people that live here. We just got some shitty situations. And I'm like yeah, thank you. Tell it, say it. So Helen and Bernadette, um, they get back and they're properly spooked about this helen doesn't seem scared about anything she's a, she's a bad bitch but then they get in front of a mirror and they're like well fuck it it ain't real so we'll do it and so helen and bernadette gets a four times saying the name and then helen says it the fifth time bernadette's but, like no nah. but bernadette doesn't do it and helen's like well nothing happened like that shit ain't real whatever like ha 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 let's get out of here so they actually go to a dinner and so uh, Helen's husband, Trevor, he's a professor at the school and he's having dinner with this other professor that did a thesis a couple of like 10 years ago about the legend. And so he's like, oh, you're trying to do a, a, a paper better than mine. He's like, ho, ho, ho. And so he tells the story that Seaman's <laughs> uh, father was a slave and he got out of the game and then Seaman was actually an accomplished painter and people came from everywhere to buy his paintings. And so they had a really good life. He falls in love with this white lady, which, you know what I mean? As it turns out, maybe you shouldn't do that part, but um, he fathered a child with one of those family's daughter. And then the father sent a lynch mob after him, chase him down, beat him up, cut off his hand, and they stick a hook on it because they're like, well, we're just going to just you're going to die. So we're just going to screw you over. Mm-hmm. And they rub his body in honey and then the bees sting him and they kill him. They burn his body and they spread the ashes across the land. And unfortunately, that housing project is built right on those ashes. And so it's like, oh, holy shit. Like, that's why it's all centralized there. That's why at least 25 people have gone missing in that project. In that project, And Helen is like, holy shit, I'm on to something. So she actually goes back to Cabrini Green and she meets a kid named Jake. Very tough kid. And Jake actually tells her a story about a child. Um, uh, a child on the spectrum, I believe she, he was saying. Yeah. That went to the restroom. He had to go really bad. And so there was an outside bathroom. He goes in and then he gets his junk cut off. And so he's screaming and then the junk just ends up in a toilet. And so they're like, he got to him, like C-Man got him. So Helen goes into that restroom because she's a very brave, brave person, like I said before. And she checks all the restrooms and it's gross stuff in there. It's a, it's a restroom that hasn't been attended to in a very long time. Poop is smeared on the walls and it, there's an arrow to the toilet. She lifts it up, just a bunch of bees are just in this toilet and she freaks out and as she leaves to be fair if i was in any horrible just wreck of a bathroom and it was just filled with bees i would also freak out even if i wasn't studying the legend of this guy like nah 
Yeah, it's yeah, the hive in a toilet. That's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's nightmare fuel. So as she leaves, uh, a man walks in with a nice, sweet coat and a hook. And he's like, I hear you look for Caden, man, bitch. And then his friends walk in and they pop her in the eye and she goes down and they leave. So Helen gets attacked. And I, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, shit, what is she going to do? Get out of there, white lady. So later on, the cops grab, uh, just wrangle up a few black people because that's how it works. And they actually have the folks that are standing there go through the line. And the guy that actually attacked her is there. And so they're like, hey, this dude is like the leader of one of the gangs. And so we got enough evidence finally, because it's really hard to get someone to toss out evidence because they live there. And if they go into the cops, they're like, oh, you squealed, you're going to die. You don't live there. That works out. And you're a white lady. So it's even better. <laughs> so that dude gets grabbed and he gets pinned for all the murders. And so it's like, you figured out the 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 urban legend it's really not a real per it was a real person and not a story so it's like that's awesome and so they actually have a really cool story and news people want to talk to her and so they're like we're gonna get famous from this like this is awesome so it's really really cool in a parking garage she meets a cool deep voiced black man and he's like hi so i'm that dude you've been looking for and it's like wait what and he's talking in her head and he's like, so you discredited my legend. People have been afraid of me for decades, centuries now. And you made them believe that I'm not real. So now I got to do some stuff to make sure they remember my name. Because that's the only way I live if people are scared of me. So now we got to do some. I'm going to use you to do some games because you summoned me a couple of days ago. I didn't forget. But now you're going to help me out. Helen blacks out. She wakes up in Anne Marie's apartment and her Rottweiler's head is cut off and she's holding a knife in her hand. So cops run in and they grab Helen and Anne Marie is yelling at her, asking, where's her baby? So it looks like Helen blacked out, kidnapped her baby, Anthony, and killed her dog. And so she gets arrested and uh, Trevor actually bails her out and she gets back out and they're like, what's what's happening? Why are you freaking out or something like that? And it, it, at this point of the movie, it's all it's a lot of psychological things. Seaman uh, keeps popping up and messing with her and he actually pops up in her apartment later. Uh, oh, he comes out through the, um, the medicine cabinet. He punches his way through with the hook. It was really good, really good image. And he's out in the hallway. He's like, you're not getting away from me, chick. Like, I'm going to get you. And so he ends up in the apartment and he tells her, he's like, no, we still got stuff to do. You haven't scared enough people. So we're going to do some more. He cuts her throat, not all the way, but a good enough amount that she starts to bleed out and she blacks out. Bernadette comes to her apartment like, hey, Helen, I haven't seen you in a while. You're all right. And she hears her in trouble. She opens the apartment door, comes in, the door slams behind her. And then she's like, oh, shit, you're real. And gets gutted. So now. That was, a, that was another one of those moments where I would have screamed at the, the screen mm -hmm. and been like, bitch, she said, go away, not come in. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Help. Mm, sound like you said help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the cops real quick. So she wakes up once again. And this time she's actually tied down a little bit. 
and she gets up and she sees that Bernadette got gutted and bled out. So now Helen gets taken to a crazy house because they're like, oh, this chick is murdering the fuck out of people. We got to lock you down real quick. Uh, Trevor seems to have a lot of doubt in his yeah. heart. Because arrested for <laughs> kidnapping a child is, you know. Oh, yeah, that too. Somehow they're, less. They're still looking for the child that she, yeah. she grabbed. She was point. able to get out of jail, even though she kidnapped a child that no one can find. Um, but we'll, for real, we'll send her to the, to the nut house because she killed a woman. Yeah, it's crazy. So in her room, her padded room where she's tied down, she gets visited by Seaman multiple times. And he's like, I could kill you right now, but I kind of like you. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later about why I like you so much. But it's funny. Katie kept saying, she's like, why doesn't he kill her? And I was like, there's a reason. But it, it, it is weird at first. Like he, he could kill this chick so fast, so many times. Like, why doesn't he do it? Yeah. There's reasons. So one month goes by. A psychiatrist, psychiatrist, (laughs) psychiatrist is talking to her and he's like, well, why are you doing these things? He's like, I didn't do it. It was another guy, a guy with a hook hand, you know, sounds like a fugitive. Did he visit you in the night? Right. It wasn't me. On this video? (laughs) It wasn't me. It was a one-armed man. So she actually summons him in the room and C-Man pops up and guts the doctor right in front of her. And she's like, oh, fuck. But. He actually frees her and he's like, Yep, yeah, you can get on out of yeah, here. Now we... everybody thinks it's you. Yeah, you've killed three people now. <laughs> so she hops out the window and actually gets away. So now she ha- she heads home to find Trevor because she's in deep and they need to get the hell out of here. Oh no, Trevor is now living with one of his students. Stacy. Old Stacy. They are in the apartment painting. They've been sleeping around this whole time. Stacy's a hoe, and it was very clear from the start that she was a hoe. Yes. They were fucking. Oh, yeah. It's it's bad. So Helen confronts him and is like, wow, that's fucked up. I'm not even dead yet. Like, were, were you going to tell me? It's been a month. Like, when were you going to tell me that? Or were you just going to wait until I got incarcerated and be like, oh, yeah, I got a new girlfriend. So uh, she's very upset. She's like, fuck it. I got I'm, I got to get out of here. Cops are looking for me. So she runs off. She heads back to cabrini green and yeah because that's where i'm going that's all she's got <laughs> and, she, and she talks to seaman and she realizes that he has the kid and so seaman gives her a cool little ultimatum ultimatum he's like hey i want you to stay with me and forever you, and you'll die and i'll make you immortal and then we can be together forever. forever and i'll let the kid go i don't give a shit about the kid but i just want you and he tells her no, she actually sees it on the wall, but I'll bring it up now. The reason Seaman wants her so bad is the lady that he fell in love with and had a kid with looks just like Helen. He's like, you remind me of my old girlfriend. So you want to go out <laughs> forever? <laughs> but then this bitch. Yeah, so Helen has the mm-hmm. fucking caucasity to turn him down. Well, actually, <laughs> she says, yes. No. She says kinda. Well, anyway, they uh they kiss and Seaman has a mouthful of bees and they're like, let's make out with the bees. And they actually kiss. And so his he opens his coat and his rib cage is full of bees and stuff. So it's a really cool scene. 
they actually had young bees actually in his mouth. And so they have this little drop that makes him smell like it's like a pheromone. queen. Yeah. yeah. So they don't want to sting you. And so he actually talked it out with his insurance and all that stuff. He got paid a thousand extra bucks for every extra bee sting he got. He got stung 25 times, y'all. So he was like, I don't care. I'm not allergic. Fuck it. <laughs> and so, yeah. He had $1,000? $1,000 a sting. So, uh, yeah. And actually, uh, Virginia Madsen, Helen, she was moderately allergic. But they were like, ah, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so no. she was a little worried. But she got through it with a few stings. But it wasn't crazy. Well, she didn't have bees in her mouth. So, you know. It's, Thank <clears> God. That's a step up. You know what I mean? <laughs> But no, uh, Tony Todd, he always talks about it. And he was like, yeah, it was scary as hell. I didn't want it. You got bees in your mouth. Like, you know, you can't do anything. You can't get them out instantly. Just bees in your mouth. I got bees on my head, but don't call me a bee. You got bees in your mouth. You should do some cocaine about it. Right? (laughs) So he disappears with Anthony. She wakes up a little bit later, grabs a hook, an extra hook. He has extras. And she starts looking. Yeah, she starts looking for Anthony. And so she sees that Seaman has grabbed Anthony and taken him to this giant pyre that the residents of the projects are going to burn that they do every year. And so the giant bonfire that they have in their like courtyard. Yes. So she heads inside of the bonfire pile to look for Anthony. While she's doing that, as she goes in, she goes in hook last. So it's the last thing that goes in. Young Jake wakes up and he hears the crying, hears noises. And he sees a hook going to the bonfire. And he's like, oh, oh shit. Oh, he's shit. here. He's real. And he's in the pile. And he's like, yo, we could kill his ass. So he Set calls. this shit on fire. He calls everybody from the project to come out. They're like, hey, we're going to start this bonfire early. I saw his ass go in. It's time for a fucking party, y'all. And everyone goes out and they set it on fire. So while it's burning, Helen crawls in, finds Anthony. Seaman grabs her and he's like, so that deal we had? I kind of lied. I don't give a shit about this kid, but I knew you would chase me down in here. So you're going to die in here and then we'll be together forever. So, and I don't give a shit about the kid. So let's just, let's just die right now. Helen grabs a fiery piece of wood, stabs him in the chest. And he's very upset about this. He's like, Helen, what are you doing? Baby, no. (laughs) Baby, no. And she crawls away with Anthony. (laughs) Giant piece of wood actually slams onto her back. And it stays on there for a long time. She gets free, but she's on fire. She gets out. She crawls all the way out with the baby. She is completely on fire at this point. The fire is in her hair. The people put her out and she hands the baby back over. And she's like, I'm sorry. You know, you went through this shit. Here's your baby. And Anne Marie's like, holy shit, my baby. (laughs) And Helen dies of her fucking injuries. And then the fire goes up. And so everyone watches it burn. Seaman uh, is very upset because his new girlfriend just left. And he's like, no. <laughs> but I mean, she's dead now. So yeah. Couldn't you just. But they didn't. I don't understand how ghosts work. I don't know how ghosts work. If you agree to it, then you're like, yeah, I'm cool. But she you already agreed together? to it. I, you know, that's, that's the real I question know. mark about all of this. Who knows? So later on. Semantic. Right? Very semantic at this point. So later on, there's a funeral for Helen. And Trevor's there with his new girlfriend, Stacy. And he's very broken up How about this. How dare he? Right. And then the whole of Cabrini Green come to the funeral. And then little Jake tosses the hook down. 
And he's like, you know, thank you. You you helped us. You got rid of the scary thing that's there. Or you were the scary thing and you're dead. Right. You know, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. So at home, Trevor's sitting in the restroom being real sad about life. And Stacy's like, hey, what do you want for dinner? He's like, I don't care. He's like, you want to help me make the salad? He's like, I don't care. And she's upset. And Trevor goes to the the mirror. He says, Helen, four times. Uh, apparently, he says it the fifth time quietly. And then he says the four. But it's enough. Doesn't matter. He clicks the light off. Helen's right behind him. Burnt hair and skin and hooks the fuck out of him. And then Stacy opens the bathroom door. He's dead in the tub, hole in his gut. And so the the whole process is started over. Helen is now in the same situation. And a new mural of Helen dressed in white with fire in her hair is on the wall. So now she is part of the folk story. She's now Wilhelmina Wonka. Yeah, Wilhelmina Wonka. Uh, a very cool story. <laughs> candy, candy madam. Candy madam. <laughs> uh, very creepy stuff. The music is. Oh, that's one. super nasty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I disagree. I don't. I didn't like the music as much. Philip Glass went over the top several times, and it was just loud for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Like, whoever did the mixing on this movie—that's a fact. fired because that shit did not make a lick of sense. <laughs> there was a point the first time. No kidding that Helen and Bernadette go to Caprini Green. Um, they're like driving up to the projects and sitting in the car talking about like, okay, you need, you know, we need to grab like cameras and film and whatever. And the fucking music is like, it's, it's similar to Jason's theme, like the, or the Halloween, not Jason's mm-hmm. theme, the Halloween theme. And it's just like, fucking loud as shit and you're like nothing scary is happening here like it's daylight and these women just rolled up to the projects what the fuck is this about yeah you know it's like it was and it just gets louder and louder (laughs) yeah there's like there was like so much tension build right there and it's like there's nothing fucking happening someone's eating cereal she's getting out of the car this is like not not yeah. the right place. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's fun. I love this. It, it's it's one of those ones. It could be the poopiest movie in the world, but I grew up with this kind of stuff, and it's made me the weird person I am today. So it'll always be in my heart. It's a good one. It's a banger, y'all. It's a banger. So, Katie, who's your favorite character in this movie? Oh, my handwriting is so bad. Um, <laughs> Jake was my favorite character, the little boy. Um, he was not afraid of many things he didn't seem to give a fuck about any of the shit that was happening in his neighborhood really like around him there was a lot of horrible stuff happening around him and he just dealt with it and then he helped helen out as much as he could and at the end of it when shit was going down and he thought that he noticed the candy man going into the pile. He was like, all right, let's fucking light it up. This is this <laughs> go time. We, we, we done. And then at the end with the, when he dropped the hook on the coffin, like, I don't know, he was just, he was so fucking gutsy for a, like a 10 year old. <laughs> it was great. Emma. I too said the boy um i forgot his name was jake but yeah he just 
I mean, he felt way more mature than he looked and he wasn't scared of shit. Like he was there to honor whatever, like, or not honor specifically, but like respect the legend and just be like, you be you. But I ain't fucking around. You want to hear the story? That's fine. But I'm not here to play. Yeah. So. Yeah. Otis. So I'm still, I am also on the Jake train. Jake is absolutely amazing. Uh, though I will say my back in the day pick, I'm going to say C-Man. He is so cool and mysterious when he pops up. I'm like, dang, that is a cool dude. And I just like, I'll go, I'll come back to C-Man. But Jake, like Katie said, he's like, oh shit, that scary dude went into that pile. <laughs> Burning that. <laughs> he, he can't see me doing it. Like he, he took his chances. You know? <laughs> he's like, oh, he's busy doing something else. Let's kill his ass, you know? Um, it's awesome. Awesome kid. And, and at one point, he's like, you know, you don't have to be afraid. He's like, I'm not afraid of shit. You know, my life is wild. I ain't scared of nothing. He's like, but I'm smart. I'm not stupid about it. But C-Man, he is really, really cool. And just based on how Tony Todd made the character, that's why a lot of people see his face and you're like, oh, you're scary. Like, he didn't do anything super wild in this movie. He had a hook on his hand and he like gutted people, but it's just his voice and how he carried himself. Absolutely amazing. I He is, uh, Tony Todd is a fucking national treasure in my heart. He is so cool. So love that man. Katie, who is your least favorite character? I think we're going to say the same person. Trevor. Oh, okay. Trevor was garbage. Um, yes. He was a cheating asshole from the very beginning. And like you could tell. It was uncomfortable when she came to the class and met Stacy. Like it was very, it was awkward enough. Like it was very clear they were having an affair. And then he was like, his version of support was just like weak. I don't know. Like he was there, but he wasn't there. Like you could tell he was just distracted and not really ever truly there for Helen when she needed him most. And then... The second he started to actually be there, I was mad at him for it because it was the time when he should have decided not to be there for her because she fucking kidnapped a child and wasn't telling anybody where this fucking child was. And he was still like, he bailed her out of jail and was like hugging on her, like was still in love with her. And no, she kidnapped a child. No. Trap. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh garbage trevor was garbage emma you know katie sometimes i wish that we had a difference in opinion when it came to favorite and least favorite character yeah because occasionally occasionally i'd like to say something more than i agree (laughs) but i truly do because he he was such poop. I I literally had to pause the movie and go make a drink. Because I was so mad 
Yeah. Like when she walked into his classroom and then she was like saying hi to everybody and only Stacy shook her hand like, bitch, I'm fucking your husband too. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And then Can't she stand straight the up dude. asked No, him, thank you. So, Stacy, huh? Is there anything I need to be worried about? And he was like, no, no, I would never cheat on you. I would never, never, ever. Bitch, what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> she sauntered her little took us out of here like she's seen your dick. Tell me otherwise. Yep. Change my mind. Yep. Uh-uh. Otis. So I actually wrote down Helen. And it, it's the damnedest thing. Usually with main characters, someone has to push the story along. But usually in horror movies, the main character is the one that doesn't want to get into shit. Usually the main character would have been Bernadette. And she's like, does not crawl in that hole. Come on. That, that's, that's stupid. Could be somebody back there waiting on you. And the dumb friend is the one that causes everything. And then Bernadette would make it to the end. But this main character did everything. She was the most in this I movie. She was the instigator. Yes and no. It, in the long, long track record of white women being the <laughs> end all be all in horror movies, the main white woman is always the one who's like, you know what I want to do? Investigate that creepy noise. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. But usually the main character is one that doesn't want to be involved with anything. They're just along for the ride. Except in 17 of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, where Nancy was just like, you know what? I'm the only one who could beat him. I got to do this. Gotta, <laughs> it's got to be me. I got to do this. They do get it's me. At some point, let, yeah. let me. Let me pump some iron and have a cool montage where I put on my clothes and my gloves. And I'm going to beat <laughs> Freddy just over and over and over again. It's the same. <laughs> Fucking Lori in Halloween. How many movies we at? Like 35? Like she has every movie. She's like, I have to kill Michael. That's got to be my thing. Nobody else can do it. It has to be me. Nobody else believes he's real. I'm going to find him. I'm going to kill him. Like, don't give me this. Main characters don't do shit. They, when it's a white woman, they always do. That's what, <laughs> that's like the point. But yeah, so the first two acts, <laughs> uh, Helen was out there doing the most, but someone had to advance the story, you know? Uh, but she she was really brave. And at the end, she understood what she had to do. She her whole the whole time she was like, I got to save that kid. I got to fix something. You know, my life is fucked up. You know, there are three or four people dead because of quotation mark me. I assume that Seaman did everything. He just put her body there. It was like, yeah, you go. just lay right here. But, you know, she she knew that her life was ruined. But she could hear the baby crying. She's like, I got to save that kid. If I do anything before I die or get arrested, I got to save that fucking kid. So third act, Helen, thumbs up. Act one and two, you poop shit. So that was my least favorite character. Act one and two, Helen is so bad. So let's do seven word synopsis. Uh, I got three of them. (laughs) Uh, Not the scariest movie, but still creepy. And no, it's movie, still won't say name. And then has the same feeling like Freddy Krueger. And what I mean about that, Freddy, in the later movies, Fred knows that the only way he can stay around and be strong is if people talk about him. In Freddy versus Jason, that's the whole like 
subplot of the movie, he woke up Jason so he, he would kill and people would start talking about Freddy because they're like, well, that town's all about Freddy. They're like, oh, Freddy Krueger's back. Freddy. The second people start talking about him, he gets stronger. Same thing with C-Man. He's like, oh, you make everybody think that that gang member did all the killings. Now they're like, oh, he's not real. I'm not worried about him anymore. Not worried about this urban legend. No, I go away. I need people to be afraid of me to stay around because I like doing this. I like getting vengeance. So the same kind of feel. He needs people talking about him. These people afraid of him to stay around. He actually seems to like this. So uh, in the later films, he doesn't stay in Cabrini Green. And one of them, he's in Louisiana. Uh, he's got ancestors that he hops to. He's like, hey, you're like my five times great granddaughter. Let's go kill people. And she's like, no. So it's it's a mess. Part two and three are they, they're a mess. But you get more of them because they're like, tell me, Todd, you're really cool. We're going to have you talk more and kill more people. So, uh, Katie. I have one. Ghost terrorizes neighborhood searching for white pussy. <laughs> oh, my. Yep. I don't even like that <laughs> word, but that's for real what he was after. So gross. Found it. Yeah. Found it. <laughs> All right. I'm about to get that ghost cash. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I have six because why well, change now? I'll split you from grind to gullet. Gross. Five times calls the hook man comes. Yeah. And then, yeah, how bees are. How bees are. (laughs) (laughs) And then my life be like, ooh, ah, Helen. And then my alliteratives, babes beckon bloody buddy bringing bloody backlash. And Helen Hella had a hell of a head high. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, hey, future Otis, when you're editing, editing this, hey, we need to update the minority kill count. Put the number in right now. Hey everybody, Future Otis here. So, past Otis, I looked it up. The minority kill count, starting right now, is 129. 129. Okay, bye guys. Thank you. This movie came out October 16th, 1992. What do you guys think the budget for this movie was, Katie? Six dollar dues. Six dollar dues. Emma? $6.2 $6.2 dollar dues. 6.2. And Emma gets the win with you the ho. price is right. <laughs> the budget was around eight to nine million dollars. So it was around that that area. So Emma I, ho. I assume it was a little wiggly. <laughs> to pay people. <laughs> so what do you guys think the box office was? Katie. $75 dues. $75 dues. Emma. Uh, $40 dues. $40 dues. You both went over, but Emma was the closest. The box office was $25.8 dues. So, like I said, Boo! 
movie did its job three times its money back in the day. But I think that this idea, it worked. But if it came out later, because I think the direct sequel that just came out like a month ago, it's easily made more than $25 million. Uh, It just, this story probably would have done better later on in life, but it's absolutely fine. Like it made its money, became a cult classic and made sequels and stuff like that. And now it's, it, it's a banger. So it, like I said, it did its, it did its job. So, and plus it got Tony Todd tons of jobs with his cool, scary voice. Like uh, in justice league, the cartoons, he is the voice of apocalypse. So the, the crusty, gray face guy that beats up Superman all the time. That's Tony Todd's voice. And that's why it's so goddamn scary. Um, he's awesome. He's in tons of animated films, uh, animated movies. I want to say he has a voice in Gargoyles. Um, a ton of things. They use his voice because it's fucking scary sounding. It is. He has a really deep voice. Yes. He's real good at talking. So um, does anybody have anything else to say about this movie? It's really good. Go watch it. No, this is great. Uh, I think it's agreed. It's one of the best first picks. So I'm very, very happy. So like I said before, this is the first episode, the Halloween Screamathon third annual. We have 30 more movies. Uh, We're going to run the gamut. Some real scary, spooky ones. Some real funny ones. We've got a couple of really, really silly ones coming up and stuff. And I'm very excited about uh, there's a Muppets one that comes out uh, a few days into October that we're going to get to. Um, there's a wrestling one <laughs> that it's like an interactive, scary movie that you can do. We're going to watch that with some friends. Uh, the second we saw something wrestling related, we looked at each other and we're like, yeah, we're doing that. So um, I'm very, very pumped about this. These 31 movies this year. It'll be damn good. And the new Halloween. Woo-hoo. Yeah, Halloween Kills comes out. I'm very, and that's very, wild very as hell. excited. Look at that trailer. If you got time, look at that wild shit. And it's it's part two. They're making three. They said they're making three. So that's some bitch is gonna get away somehow. Uh, it. I'm so excited to see a third one. The first one is so fucking it's good. It's wild, and it's just like the sequel to the original. It's the same night. Like in the first one, Lori gets away. Spoiler. And then she goes to the hospital and Mike's like, you know what? I'm going to kill that bitch and follows her to the hospital. And she has to fight her way out of the hospital. Still hurt. It's a great sequel. Honestly, Halloween one and two, probably the best one, two punch in a scary series. But I think Halloween kills in the original this Halloween from 2018. I think it's going to actually beat that those two because it looks Mm -hmm. fucking great. So if you have any other fun facts about Tony Todd and why he's awesome, you can tweet us at. Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, I have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. Oh, and at this point, I'm going to keep bringing this up so I don't forget to talk about it. Uh, at this point on Facebook, there's a cool new link that anytime we put up an episode, it will just have a little player. So you can listen to these episodes on Facebook now. Sounds like MySpace. Right? It's getting there. It's, yeah. it's getting there. Uh, I'll do. I'll try to make sure we have links to everything uh, on there. So if you like Spotify or you like Apple, you can just listen to anything, anywhere. We do this. So it's going to be great. Uh, Studio Fitas, thank you so much for the artwork. Um, I did tell everybody that there's one more surprise we have. It's on its way. I talked to some friends. They're almost done with it. So 
uh, I think I'll go back and edit edit the few episodes. I think they still need a, a day or two to finish it up, but then I'll edit it in. So uh, I got a really cool surprise that I that I've worked with some friends on. So I'm very pumped for it, and we'll get there when it is. So like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey, back tomorrow with another scary story. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Toots. Oh, hey guys, is it is it October? Oh shit, hi. Oh yeah, I'm here too. <laughs>